to stroke Eddie, her puppy, behind the ears. He had been lurking under the table in the hope that someone might drop something he could eat. Sally had dropped a polishing cloth on his head, but that was all. And he looked as depressed as Maisie did. Maisie thought he was missing detecting too. He was very good at sniffing people out and was as brave as a lion, except when faced with really large alley cats. Maisie called him her faithful assistant. All proper detectives have faithful assistants. Yes, I finished the dusting, Maisie admitted, expecting Gran to find her another job. She didn't mind helping out with the work in the boarding house. Of course she didn't. It was very good of Gran to look after her. Maisie's father was away at sea, and she hadn't seen him for three years, six months and eleven days. She kept a note in a little notebook that lived under her mattress. So Gran was all Maisie had, as her mother had died when she was a baby. Gran worked hard to make ends meet, and Maisie was proud to help her. But over the last couple of weeks, it had felt like work, 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 and nothing else. Nothing interesting had happened for ages. No mysteries at all. Usually Maisie could at least count on the French lady, Madame Lorimer, who lived on the second floor, to lose her knitting a couple of times a week. Maisie always used her magnifying glass to try to find it. But Madame Lorimer had been confined to bed with a streaming cold and the knitting was in its basket, just where it was supposed to be. And that meant that Maisie's lovely magnifying glass had stayed uselessly in the pocket of her petticoat, except when she took it out to polish. Gran looked at Maisie with her head on one side. Well, perhaps you could go to the grocer's and fetch me a pennyworth of licorice, she said thoughtfully. Maisie stared at her. Gran hated licorice, so it must be a treat for her. Gran reached over to find her purse and handed Maisie the penny with a little smile. Go on then, and take the dog, she said nodding. Oh, and don't eat all of the disgusting stuff on the way home, Maisie, or you'll be sick. Make it last. Maisie hugged her. She hadn't had any money to spend on sweets for ages. The house at 31 Albion Street brought in good money from the lodgers, but times were hard. Maisie knew that Gran was worrying about the leak in the roof and how she was going to find the money to get it mended. Gran had a bucket in her room collecting the drips, and Sally said it was coming through her side of the attic now too. She'd had to move her bed to stop it dripping onto her nose. Are you sure? Maisie whispered and Gran smiled. A penny won't matter, Maisie. You're a good girl. You deserve a treat. Thanks, Gran. And Maisie hurried away to find her jacket before she could change her mind. That afternoon, Maisie toiled up the stairs with the heavy tea tray. Even though Gran said she disapproved of theatre people, she clearly wanted to impress Miss Lane's guest. Maisie was carrying the best china and the silver-plated teapot that had been one of Gran's wedding presents. She was curious to see the actress who had come to visit. Sally had opened the door to her and said that she was very smartly dressed and had a beautiful hat, but she couldn't see what the lady looked like as the hat had had a veil. Maisie knocked on Miss Lane's door with her elbow. There was a scuffling noise and a piteous wail and Maisie heard Miss Lane murmuring something. She stared at the door in surprise, wondering if she ought to go away and come back with the tea later. But then the door opened and Miss Lane peered out at her, looking harassed. What is it? Oh, Maisie, I'd forgotten the tea. She turned back to speak to the lady who was sitting in the armchair by the fire. Sarah, dear, do try to cheer up. Maisie's brought us some sustenance. You'll feel better after a cup of tea, won't you? Sarah? So that was the actress's name. 
Sarah who? Maisie wondered. Perhaps she was famous. She's upset, Miss Lane told Maisie. Quite unnecessarily, as Maisie could see past Miss Lane to the armchair and the litter of damp handkerchiefs around it. I'll bring the tray back down later, Maisie, Miss Lane sighed. Much later, probably. Chapter 2 Maisie was quite reluctant to go downstairs. She wanted to see what was going on, but she couldn't think of any excuse. She was just being nosy, she thought to herself, sighing. But it was because she was naturally nosy that she was such a good detective. It was a good two hours later, while Maisie was peeling potatoes for supper, that she heard the front door bang. It must be Miss Lane's guest leaving. Go and fetch that tray, Maisie, Gran said, turning round from the stove. I'll want it to send up Professor Tobin's supper. Professor Tobin had the first floor rooms.